When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! Welcome back to Bingetown TV. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined by Kathleen, Luke, and new member of the Hot D Squad, Jimmy, to, uh, to discuss episode 9 of House of the Dragon, titled The Green Council. Um, so we get no Rhaenyra and Damon. We're totally King's Landing this episode. I'm sure that kind of rubs some people the wrong way as Kathleen throws up a thumbs down and gets some, uh, some head yeah. nods from the team. But uh, <laughs> all in all, I mean, a lot of things happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting stuff. This is uh, some really good content from the books that I thought translated fairly well into the TV show, except for I probably have a gripe that I'm probably going to share with some people about the ending. But other than that, I thought it was a fantastic episode. I'll go I'll next. Ju- okay, yeah, I was going to say. I'll this guy, he comes in, he's like, I'll go well, second. Well, there is a pause. There is a pause. <laughs> Dude, you, what do you know about pauses, okay? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I really I don't have much to say other than <laughs> I really liked it. I, it's definitely not my favorite episode. Obviously, there's the episode nine of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really match up to what I was like expecting. And I'm fucking bumped as a loyalty and black member. No Rhaenyra, no Damon makes Kathleen a very sad girl. So but I'm very excited for the finale. I think it's just going to burn it down. But I really liked Allison in this and i have a hot take that i am excited to say uh so jimmy's definitely going last year right okay, kind of okay. Yeah, I, I mean once kathleen that. jumped in i i i knew luke was next so <laughs> um so i like this episode a lot i was very passionate about it while we were watching it live last night also off the back of a nice eagle's tailgate so that played a part into it but the ending was incredible um i'll speak a lot about that when we get there about rainice and how amazing she was the problem I have with this episode is that it basically is turning into exactly what I wanted this team black versus team green thing not to turn into when I brought it up probably like two or three episodes ago. I think they're leaning so into the idea that the green council and the team green is just evil and like everybody it's not it's not pick team green or team right, black. Right. It's are you rooting for the good guys or the bad guys? That's pretty much where I'm at. And I really wanted it to not go there. But yeah. here we are. So I'm just going to lean into it. I will say, though, that I'm pleasantly surprised at Allison specifically because oh yeah, after the end of last episode, when we knew she was going to basically make the world go to war because of the, the prophecy that she misheard. If you accept that that was going to be a thing, this is almost the best way she could have reacted this whole episode. Like she was still rational, level headed. She still was not evil and like out to get Rhaenyra. She actually defends her at multiple points. So Allison was a really big highlight for me here. But overall, it was a good episode. And episode 10 is going to be insane with the amount of dragon fighting we get. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the dragon fighting is going to be ridiculous. I I would like to know episode 10's budget because it's coming and -hmm. it's going to get worse. I mean, worse, quote unquote, like more and more as the seasons go on, obviously. But yeah, I was gone on my honeymoon. I missed. Hey, hey, yo, I missed episodes four through nine live. So I got to binge them all in one shot and it was a joy. It that was, sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a joy. I got to watch. I turned on four. 
thinking I'm going to watch one. Of course, it's never going to work. I watched one and I'm like, oh, it's way too late. Going to watch the next one. It's been so good. Just a little bit background on me. I'm definitely not even close to SME like Kyle on this. I know the gist of what's going on. I haven't read Fire and Blood. I'm more of I know the gist, but I don't know specific little things. So I'm still going to be surprised by a lot. Um, to your point, Luke, I was hoping it was going to be a team black, team green. If there was any show that was going to go there where it's like, well, we know George R. R. Martin will because that's what he did. But there's no real good guys and it's just pick a side, whatever side you like. You know, there's bad and good on both sides. I was hoping for that, too. But I freaking love Renair and Damon and, and Lego. So I'm ready to yeah. talk about it. But all right, I'm going to hit you with the three, four just quick questions just so we can get like a little bit of a gauge of how your binging has been going. And mm -hmm. obvious one is going to be who's your favorite character? Damon. Damon. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My favorite uh, character is definitely Damon. He's a badass. I mean, he, he just jumps back and forth. This I don't know how much you guys have asked Kyle throughout this, how true his character is to the books where he's supposed to be more chaotic and not evil, but on the bad side. I know that there was some ad-libbing last episode where Matt Smith put the crown on uh, Patty Considine's head, and that wasn't actually in the script, and it was such a great moment, actually. It was amazing to have Damon do that for Viserys, just because, you know, obviously the very beginning was, you know, this guy wants the throne. He's all about the power, and then you could see his character progression. We know that George R. R. Martin came out and said that the show's Viserys is better than his own Viserys. <laughs> so, and I'm sure you guys have talked about that as well. But yeah, Damon, he's my boy. Nice. Um, what's your favorite episode of the season so far? Oh, that's actually kind of tough because I binged. So yeah. it all blends together. Um, geez, let's see. So I don't want to say four just because I'm saying four where it's like came back off a long break and I and I watched four and I was like, damn, let's go. But four is the one where Renera goes to the she sneaks out with Damon and all that. Right. Mm hmm. I enjoyed that. Like, I thought that the story was starting to like hit its stride right there just because that's where the allegations start. So I'm going to go with that one. All right, cool. And then this last quick hitter, uh, it's Bank Kill Mary. You got it. There's one answer. You can't mess this up. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go. We got Voldemort, Hitler, and then Sir Kristen Cole. So, like, oh, my God. Bank Kill Mary there. Okay. Bank Kill <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jimmy, if you don't kill Hitler, we're going to go down. <laughs> I know that Hitler's books. dying here, but I know that you want me to. Um, okay, so I'm banging uh, Cole. Okay. And I'm going to marry Voldemort, and I'm killing Hitler. <laughs> There's no right have, answer. I won't have to have sex with Voldemort because <laughs> I know he doesn't like sex unless you, uh, you know, go for the cursed child situation. So mm, God, we don't talk I about am, that. I am not like versed in that anymore. That <laughs> part of my brain has been replaced. We actually had a lot of Harry Potter references throughout this. Okay, so okay, I like that. <laughs> Which is funny. All right, so getting us into the episode. Um, before that small thing that I noticed on the internet. So I guess someone else noticed and said it, and then I read it, um, that Aegon and Helena have three kids now. So they are continually changing the opening scene, but as we've said multiple times, it's just not good for us. Um, so we do open, we get a young kid walking through the Red Keep, and this was giving me Light of the Seven vibes here. Yeah. It's like the piano, and we're getting the slow movement, and that kind of stuff. We're following one character. Um, but essentially, he lets... The servants know who let Allison know that Viserys is dead. And then we have Allison and Otto now discussing the situation. Uh, I can just throw a comment out there because what I really 
was surprised about, and this was the start of me loving Allison in this episode, was her genuine reaction and crying for the king, um, mm-hmm, for King Viserys. Mm-hmm. That was just awesome to see. And she pretty much leans into that for the whole episode anytime she has a chance. So that was pretty cool to see. But I think the Miss Arya stuff is going to be a lot easier to talk about when we get to, down the path. But this is something we've been bringing up about the whole spy network and like the little birds in King's Landing kind of gets their start here. And that's one of my favorite, like subtle thing that goes on throughout this episode. So it was good to see that. I just think it was interesting that Otto seems like a little doubtful when Allison told him about like what Viserys had said. It seemed like he didn't totally believe her in the moment. And I feel like in his head, it doesn't even need to be true. Like maybe he might be thinking oh, yeah. at, at that moment, like, oh, okay, look at her playing the game a little bit. Like she's <laughs> yeah. making this shit up and it sounds good. So I'm in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. So now we move into the actual big scene that we want to talk about is going to be the small council meeting. So a lot goes on. Otto basically tells them that Viserys is dead. And then Allison is going to then tell them that... Viserys wanted Aegon to be king. The aftermath of that happens and we have discussions. Someone dies, someone quits. So there's a lot to mm-hmm. talk about. And whoever wants to dive in first, just dive in. I'm, I can go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beastbury has been asleep for episodes. but You my owe him an guy, apology. I owe my guy apology. <laughs> I am wishing him well in his life after death. My fucking anti... Oh, I fucking hate Kristen Cole bashes his head up again like what a, like, that was even the clumsy thing that Chris well, Cole was just like yeah i mean he didn't mean that? to do that i i don't even know he's so unhinged his crazy mm-hmm. eye his his allison is like his god and that's it and even Alice, they were like he's like i will not suffer whatever about the queen and she's like i'm good stop yeah but mm-hmm. um beesbury was me and everyone else in the room like you can't do that you can't just like have this plan and set it in motion all because Viserys was like poppied up and just said some shit like what? Poppied so I'm glad up, they baby. have Beesbury, but yeah, I'm Allison is the only voice of reason in the room besides obviously uh, Beesbury and Sir Harold Westerling. Yes, correct. Nailed it. Those are our guys and our girl. That that's my opinion. I agree. And that's more points to Allison. She was like, geez, you guys literally were doing this behind my back and they're mm-hmm. trying to do the whole, oh, we don't want to do this in front of you we, for your, you know, women's eyes and ears, whatever. Um, but, you know, to be honest, I wasn't on the pod. So I just want to say, like, this is not how I thought Kristen Cole's character was going <laughs> to go. I thought that it was going to lead to him being on the queen's side, but just still be honorable about it and think that the reason why he's doing what the queen wants is because Renera he believes is dishonorable. You know, that was where I was going with this, but he's crazy bastard. I mean, that's just where he is at this point. And, and, you know, you get that a couple episodes ago when he starts talking mad shit on Renera in front of the queen. And even the queen is like, well, well, would you say there, bro? And he gets, sorry, you know, that, you know, I shouldn't have said that, but like, it's obviously he's butthurt. Well, that's why later when he says to Amond, every woman is in the image of the mother to be spoken of with reverence. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, he's such a smack that way. (laughs) He's just just such a hypocrite. He's just like will use honor in a way only when it suits him to like paint him in a good light. But when, you know, the chips are down and he's pushed back into a corner, he will abandon all of that immediately. And he's done that multiple times. If I could have bet a million dollars after episode one, when we saw Damon and Kristen Cole 
spar for the first time of who mm-hmm. was going to be the one that I considered the good guy and who was going to be the bad guy yeah, yeah, skipping right. ahead here. I would have been so freaking wrong. It's unbelievable. And it's actually starting to become such a meme on this podcast that I actually love it of how much I hate Kristen Cole. So <laughs> I, I do enjoy when he is there just because it gives us good ammo to just fucking curse about him. Yeah, um, I mean, honestly, it makes it, his character like not worse, but it's just funny that it wasn't even like purposeful. Like it's more badass if he kills him on purpose. I feel like like it's more unhinged, yeah, obviously. Right, right, right. But, like right. it's way cooler. And like in the books, it's the classic thing that I've mentioned multiple times where there's multiple sources. So there's multiple different stories that are told. Mm-hmm. But one of them is that they just put him in a cell, Beesbury this is, and he just ended up dying. The other one is that Christian Cole opened his throat with a dagger. And then the third one is that he literally threw him out of a window. <laughs> so <laughs> like those or the two with Christian Cole, I feel like it would have been cooler instead yeah, of yeah. having and we've been asking too of like what are these balls in the council meetings? Like they're cool and they yeah. just fidget play with them and then this is what like it ends not like they did it on purpose for this it's just right, funny right that that's how we went out i'm so happy you brought that up because there was also another really cool moment about the balls in this scene and it's when they're initially talking about the king dying and then the second that Otto's ready to turn on like turn off the emotions let's get gets down to business and he puts the ball down and everything's now on record mm-hmm. that was just like a cool moment because they yeah. really mm-hmm. You know, they paid attention to that. And we're not the only ones that I think it's awesome. I think the there was the video that came out of uh, Millie and Emma. So the young Allison and Rhaenyra or sorry, sorry, sorry. It might have actually been the older Allison actor, Olivia Cook, that said that if she could have stolen any prop from the set, it would have been the ball. Yeah, I've been cool. Googling it. I've been trying to buy one. <laughs> Legit. Yeah, that's actually funny. I and also it- liked how um when like the beginning of the scene, when Tyna Lannister comes in, he's the last one in there, and they like slide his ball across the table to him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was sick. And then he's like, "All right, so what's the deal?" That was funny. Yeah, <laughs> and it is crazy how I mean, I get it because we were at the point here where Cole is Allison's guy, and all the rest are against Beesbury or whatever. So there's nothing that's going to happen to Cole. But he just straight up killed a dude. Like Howard Wrestling like pulled his sword out, and they, he was about to throw down, which is awesome of him and then they told him to stand down but it's just crazy how he killed a guy in front of the entire council and then they're just like all right man it's like cersei and the mountain when she decided to just say fuck the rules like she kind of just had him as the bodyguard and no one ever questioned it anymore that's kind of the vibe i'm getting but allison doesn't seem to be that evil yeah, right, he's just right. too important to the people who actually hold the power yeah, yeah. so at that point he kind of has carte blanche to do whatever he wants but i do want to talk about so i want to talk about tylen lannister because he is the first one to reveal that they've been actually planning for this mm-hmm. and plotting behind the scenes so he is saying you know they basically they have plans now to get some loyalist renewer loyalists i guess you could say out of the city watch he's like we've secured the treasury so like they have been this is the thing and I'm mm-hmm. just curious of what you guys had thought about that with Tylen. Because I know, obviously, we don't like his brother, Jason, because he's been a smack. Right. <laughs> Tylen, I feel like, is a little surprising just how hardcore Team Green he's turned out to be. I guess my thoughts would be what a different battle it would be and a different show would be if Allison didn't hear that and had a claim. Like, I'm really, truly wondering what would have happened what team green would have done to get Aegon in there. Mm-hmm. The same thing, maybe like exactly the same thing to just be like, Shh, like, don't tell anyone on dragon. Soon. we're going to do this real quick. And everyone in the, in King's landing is just going to accept it. And that's that because, oh, so you're saying what would have happened if Allison didn't hear it at all. And would they have just gone through with it? Yeah. What's the move? If Viserys 
didn't say it? Like, do they just pretend or do they yeah. take it by siege or whatever? I think they would have happened. Just, oh, yeah, they, they were going for it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. they, they right, would have totally. stepped over Allison for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, oh, right. she's sick with grief. The woman, the poor yeah, woman. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, Damn, then it could have caused her to go over to Rhaenyra's side because she didn't hear the prophecy thing, and this that would have been a cool history yeah. revisionist version. She and um, they kiss. And they kiss. <laughs> House of the Dragon that has done it twice at least. The the frustrating, we're not talking about you. We're talking about someone else here with Chris yeah. and Damon. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so tough to watch too. And yeah, especially really when it has is. consequences like this. It's, the Viserys one was very, very tough. Yeah, yeah, like screaming at my TV tough. Yeah, 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 100%. But uh, I like how Allison, Olivia Cook's an amazing actress because mm-hmm. I love that switch that she flips on Ironrod when he like is trying to say, essentially, I believe it's he's getting at the point that Rhaenyra's sons are bastards and she like slams the table and is like, if you say another word, I'll send you to the wall. Like, basically, mm-hmm. fuck you. And he's like, oh, yeah, OK. <laughs> so this <laughs> is also nice to see that side of her as well, especially in that room. She's a good little queen. I mean, technically. Right now, she's the queen regent. That's actually no, a I think great I, question. Does it not just automatically pass to Rhaenyra? Like, I I thought no, until I mean, the, until they they swear someone in or however you want to say it, she's queen yeah. regent. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That actually that makes sense. Make sense. It probably is her because yeah. yeah. that was kind of, that was exactly Cersei. Well, no, that was because um, Tommen was uh, young. Tommen was too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't exactly know, but I guess they kind of get over it fairly quickly because they they move yeah fairly move quickly fast. with Aegon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um. I guess another thing, just we mentioned it too, but Harold Westerling, at this point in the books, he's dead. So okay. Lord, so Kristen Cole is already Lord Commander at this point when it happens mm. in the books. So I honestly was interested in what they were going to end up doing with him, Howard Westerling this is. So it's nice that we have kind of an open-ended question for him now. We haven't seen him after this happens. A little bit like Barrist and Selmy where he's dismissed, yeah. although he dismisses himself here and walks out. And then shows up later where he finds his true queen. So I right. do wonder if that will be what ends up happening with with Sir Westerling there. So okay, okay. I guess that was clarity I was gonna ask later because there's one moment at the very end of this episode where I thought for a second he was the one that they hung in the hall when Rainey's is being escorted out by Eric. Cause you, I couldn't tell, even the second time watching, if it was the Lord that bent the knee but then was gonna betray yeah, it, or if it was, it was him yeah. trying to like dishonor him. But now, okay, that's all or Lord Caswell. Yeah, he yeah. was you could he's tell by the goatee and Lord Caswell, yeah. Kyle's dad, right? Is that yeah. Kyle's dad? Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Kyle. <laughs> Sir Kyle. We don't talk about Sir Kyle. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think. I think that was everything I had. Although I will say that Luca, you had mentioned at the top of this episode that and Jimmy as well that you're a little upset of how like obviously evil team green is. And I've said this before too. It's so much worse in the books. Mm-hmm. Like Allison at this meeting, because Grandmaster Orwell is like, okay, like we got to start ringing the bells and we'll send a Raven to, uh, to Rhaenyra and then whatever. And Allison basically says like, no, we're not doing that. And then like, they even say like when Rhaenyra finds out, like she says, mayhaps the whore will die in childbirth. Like she wants her to be so shocked mm-hmm. by the news that she literally dies in childhood. Okay, so she's like more Cersei-ish then. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. She's like so, prototypical evil stepmother. But I, I don't know if we have time to talk about this, but isn't Rhaenyra less lovable in the books too, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I thought, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I mean, more so it'll get to that point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a, th- a theme of the show is going to be of how bad war is and how it changes people and there's no winners and things like that. But at this point, I would say it's not as she's not as bad. Right. And I guess one last thing is just an important thing that Tyler Lannister brings up Boros Baratheon, 
who is the Lord of Storm's End at this point, and he has four unmarried daughters. So they're discussing potential allies. He is one that is pretty much at the top of their list. So we move now from discussing what to do with Viserys' death, and now we're looking for Aegon. We already decided now Aegon will be king, but we can't find the motherfucker. So <laughs> we basically have two teams. It ends up being Otto's team, which is the uh, the Cargill brothers, Eric and Arik, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, obviously, for viewers. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and then, cruel parents, cruel and parents. And then we have, uh, we have Allison's team, which is going to be Kristen Cole and Eamon. I think we should just talk about everything that happens in the chase. Yes, but there's a couple things that happened right before that when the teams are forming that I want to bring up. And I feel like now okay. is probably the time to say it. Yeah, um, I just want to bring up the Helena thing because, first of all, I'm actually not satisfied with the most recent foretelling of Beware the Beast Beneath the Boards. Like, okay, that was fine. I guess that it was just uh, Rhaenys's dragon in the dragon pit. Like, whatever. That one seems way less cool than the first one with, like, Eamon just being, like, right in your face. I feel like if you're Helena and you saw that, like, why show up to the coronation, girl? Like, you, <laughs> you well, know, you know she happen. didn't see that it was just going to growl at her. She, she needed to be it's there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that, that dragon has... The worst breath. I just know it. We'll never get that smell. You always fucking bring up the breath. Yeah, right. (laughs) Viserys stunk. I know it. He stunk. Yeah, well, of course. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's he's from The Walking Dead at this point, man. I said the same thing, James. That's actually Um, in the books, too. They like... They obviously am hiding at this point in the show as well. They're hiding the fact that he's dead. They don't want anyone to know. And in the book, it, it seems like it happens fairly quickly, like within a day or two, like they find Aegon and they get the coronation going. But in the books, it's like it's like a week or like 10 days. So he's just before cooking. they find him. He's oh, just geez. well, no, no, they find him like right oh, away but before okay. they get all actually the plans in order. Like he is just cooking oh. for like seven to 10 days. They said literally you just would walk around in the Red Keep and you just smell at him. Jeez. So it got to a point where they literally couldn't keep hiding it. They were like, OK, we got to just fucking do this thing. Yeah. Um, but I want to bring up another point about Helena because the only other things that happen are just Rainey's gets locked in and then Laris rounds up all of the people that I think she thinks are team black and puts them in the cells. Mm-hmm. We can talk more about Missari's informant if you guys want. But I wanted to say the second mini scene when you get Helena again is when Eamon walks in and that that's when they get sent out on the actual mission itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm hesitant to say this because it was just a random comment I read, but it seemed so, like so, so well thought out of a comment that I'm nervous that it was someone like just spoiled something for me but i felt this too so i'm okay with saying the observation i don't know if it's true or not we can talk about it but it definitely looked like helena and Eamon shared like a weird ass look when he walked in and then they like kind of like had the shot where like i I don't know like art because of the the first scene before Aegon and helena were betrothed or the first time they're talking about it and then he says well why don't you marry her like is there a chance that like Eamon is just banging (laughs) Helena. Well, I took it more like Helena just knows that Aegon is awful. You know, like, I mean, you can tell, obviously, from his coronation that she like turns away from him. She hardly bows. And I took it almost like when they're looking for him, she was kind of like, I hope he's not found kind of deal. So I I guess it was an attraction. I would have thought it would be coming from Aemon's side. And I mean, yeah, her and Eamon together would more so be like they both agree with that statement. I don't know if there's like a togetherness between the two of them. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I don't know. I I think Eamon's Eamon's line back on Driftmark when they were younger is more of just like a, it was more to show up like a duty thing. 
you know, and it's here as well in this episode of theme is that like he is so much more prepared and willing. Oh yeah, to mm-hmm. do his duty versus Aegon. Yeah, I probably so, just overthought that. Speaking of weird looks and weird phrases and people might be in love type deal when Allison is rounding up Eamon yeah. and Sir <laughs> Kristen Cole and she says Subtitles. she's basically being like you got to bring him to me like everything you feel for me as your queen I was like girl there's a little pause in there and too. it's more so yeah the subtitles do it too because it goes anything you feel for me dot 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 as your queen it adds to the pause I brought that up too in the previous <laughs> episodes that there's a chance. I want like what are the odds that we're so cool? That he has no line. honor, man. Yeah, Austin and Rhaenyra pipe in the queen are Eskimo sisters. They both yes. bang the coal man. Although, I mean, I guess playing a little devil's advocate, my guys is creating quite the lineup. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> quite the lineup for my boy Kristen Cole. Well, he, I mean, come on, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, oh my god, well he's the devil. That would have been a great hot take if you wanted to stay in the Kristen Cole lane. My. Uh, my what me saying he's no no Kyle's been doing hot takes around Kristen Cole for almost oh, every okay. pod. <laughs> this is the hot take I said was going to say in the opening. This is exactly where it was that for the first time in episodes I was rooting for Kristen Cole and it pissed me off because I wanted him to find Aegon instead of the twins for Otto. Mm. I want because you I wanted Allison, Allison to have him. Yeah, yeah I wanted yeah. Allison to have him in her custody, and I was like, I fucking hate this, but he better go because even when he was fighting. Eric or Eric, and I'm going to need you, Kyle, to tell me which one is Team Eric. Black and which one's Team Green, whatever. Yeah. The one that didn't fight helped Rainice, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. the one that Eric. actually thinks that Aegon is a POS because he's his protector. Yes. It, yeah. Eric is, our, is Aegon's, like, personal yeah. shield, so mm-hmm. he will end up being Team Black, and Eric is uh, the other brother. I guess okay. for lack of a better description of him. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm bringing this up too early, Kyle. You were talking about um, Helena and uh, Aegon having the kids. In one of the scenes, we do see the two kids, two Targaryens, and then we see another one in a couple of minutes when we talk about the fighting pits, which is just ridiculous. So we know right there that's at least three. But then they also do say, you know, there could be way more, you know. Yeah. Well, I think you know. that that was implying that the one we see in the fighting pits is a bastard. Mm-hmm. And that he's throwing him like, to the fighting pits. That wouldn't be like his actual One of his, right, child okay. with Helena. Yeah, I don't right, think right. that. Okay, okay. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the bastards, if anything, create issues. So as yeah. fucked up as it is, that mindset of like, they're obviously disposable. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay. It's a horrific word to describe a human being as, but in their minds, yeah. I'm sure that's what they think. Right. So we have two teams, basically, like we said, the the brothers. And Amond even ends up saying this a little bit in that Amond and Kristen Cole are kind of going not by the book, but like maybe of how they knew Aegon and like to kind of hire reputable places, but also bad places. Cause Amy even says like, we're not going to find him basically. Cause like, we're not sick fucks like him. Yeah. Like, we can't <laughs> think like him. So we're yeah. never going to be able to find him. And I think he even says like, he could be in the hands of a mercenary. He could be on a ship to ET. Like he could be yeah. dead. Like he could be almost anywhere. So Eamon is trying to a do his duty but at the same time he's kind of whining the whole time that they shouldn't even have to do this because he should be king yep and then while the brothers are kind of actually getting down and dirty and eric obviously has a little bit of the inside lane because he knows Aegon and he takes them to that fighting pits right i really am happy that you brought up the et line because that is probably top two places in the whole game of thrones world that i like want so much more story on besides 
um, what's it called? A shy, a shy mm-hmm. where yeah. Sandra's from like yeah. ET is, has some of the coolest lore ever about it. And it's all hidden. I think there even was talk about a spinoff show covering there is. some of that. Animated. So that's, so if you guys look up concept arts of ET, it's so cool. It's like, I guess the best way to describe it is like the, it's like a jungle, but it's like Japanese building aesthetics where like the corners like peak up, like the kind of, okay. Cool, right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's based on the, ass. like the, like an ancient Chinese empire, essentially. Yeah. Just like the, uh, the mindset board, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to make a TV show and I think it's going to be animated. So, okay. So cool. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Awesome. I think just, this just proves straight up that Aegon and Aemon are not close at all. You know, mm-hmm. when they're talking about where they're going to find them, Aemon's like, well, when I was 13 and then <laughs> they I even was 13, <laughs> I had my first, <laughs> first love. <laughs> <laughs> and then he even says like, listen, I, I don't know anything about them. So it's just obvious that they're not close at all. And again, on the outside, Kristen Cole is honorable and he still does have a certain type of honor to him, a.k.a. what Kathleen, what he said about women. And obviously he would never go to what was it called again? Silk. Yeah, the street Street of silk. Street of silk. Yeah. So they're just L's left and right. They don't know where they're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny to do that. Like Kristen just looks like and acts like such a narc. Like he's yeah. such a cop when he's asking her like the questions and stuff. He's like, Oh, your place of repute or whatever. And it's just like, Amon's like, you're a fucking narc dude. And she even's like, dude, he doesn't come here anymore. Like that's, it's not like that. So, so when she says he's not coming here anymore and he has, what does she say? Tastes are less discriminating. Is So is that supposed to mean that she was giving like a hint to where he, like what he does or I think it's, yeah, it's just like a tactful way to say that like he's into anything and everything and there's no yeah, like okay. limit essentially to like what he's willing to indulge in so that like the street <laughs> of silk is like what like random like you know the, the the local blacksmith will hit up the street of silk to like you know bang a chick with his hard-earned cash yeah exactly well damon's <laughs> like famous in the street yeah right, of silk, right so yes yeah. but and, and, Aegon and rather boy Tyrion. yeah <laughs> Egan just needs to go further than that. He he needs to have more than that. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I like too that they threw in that the woman and Eamon, like she knows him. Yeah. Implying that she was the one. She was the one. Yeah. Virginity and, and, you know, time to get it wet, which I thought was a hilarious line. Yeah. <laughs> and just so delivered well by Eamon. It was just really funny. Because it like guys- the words coming out of his mouth versus the way that he looks is just so funny. Yeah. Did you see the behind the scenes thing about that actor? I think it was Culture Crave that tweeted it. It's awesome. But the actor that says all those lines, like the the girl. Silk woman. Eamon's, yeah. The she silk lady. Was, <laughs> she was Kristen Cole. What's Who's Kristen Cole's actors again? What's his name? Fabian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, Fabian. She was his acting coach. Oh, really? He wow. said he was unbelievably nervous to do that scene because of that. It's just like a, you know, nostalgia. Yeah, that's awesome. Back when that's you're funny. Kid. But I, when I watched it the second time, I was like looking for it. It was a great scene. She was probably yeah, super was proud a good of him. Scene. Yeah, it probably yeah. came off too. It helped him act like more of like a narc. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> he was like trying to find the right words. Yeah, he was say, nervous to say out. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. funny. That actually worked really well. So big thing to talk about. I guess two big things before we get to them actually getting a gun or actually before we get to the meeting itself is um the 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 child fight club so i'm just curious of of what our thoughts were when we get to this this is actually where he is or where they think he should be right um, and then eric shows that he has a little bit of of knowledge of this and is even explaining to his brother like this is kind of why aegon shouldn't be king like this yeah. isn't even half of it mm-hmm. you got fight club from that 
I just, as I'm watching, trying to phrase things as quick as possible, and I just <laughs> child child fight club was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Should have went with the uh, Spartacus pits because that's what I was, uh, yeah. especially with the claws yeah. and the teeth. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's, that's just good. like I don't know if it's based on any kind of like history, like it, that kind of thing happened back in the day. But it's just not what I was expecting. Like I thought it was just going to be some kind of like worst version of a brothel or something, or you know, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting child fight pits with girls with their nails were grown Slashing, out and, and, yeah. and filed down teeth and then showing one of his bastards in the corner like caged up like geez and this guy you know Aegon he's been a POS from the start like he hasn't he has never had a redeeming quality but they're just purposely showing us this because it's time to make him the king and it's time for us to hate him even more yeah who now that Damon doesn't run the gold cloaks who's running the gold cloaks it's it's been a while he, for Damon. Yeah, I mean yeah. he has a name in the books, but it's it's nothing like that's actually important. I just actually just read it like He's 10 minutes ago, but yeah, yeah, that was my question only because like Goat Missaria is just seeking justice for, yeah. for her place and she's like if you got to stop this, you got to do something mm-hmm. about this. Otto's like I'll think about it. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll think about it. I mean, yeah. it is cool because one of the things that, correct me if I'm wrong, that they do say is that it's the gold cloaks that are sympathetic to Damon still, right? That's one of the groups that they named. They have There some, was a couple of them. Yeah, yeah they some, identified some people. Which is crazy because really we're talking about 10, 20, like these jumps are big at certain points. So he hasn't been the leader of the gold cloaks for a long time. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. first couple episodes of the season. So that does say a lot about him to, you know, hit the impression he makes on people good or bad. Yeah. And I mean, they, that scene, that original scene with him was fantastic where he oh, like, yeah. gives them the cloaks and a kind of like a semblance of dignity in their eyes. So I'm sure that's kind of, um, leftovers. Of well, we, we knew it was strong. That was the commander of the gold cloaks until he left and was killed. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we don't really remember or know who they replaced them with. It's not really a big deal. No. Nah, I mean, like. Strong? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 You um, mean? Yeah, I mean, like, he, it's it's a thing <laughs> in the books, but it, I don't think it's like if they'll right. get to it, they'll get to it. It's some guy. His name's what is it? It's his name's Luther Largent. He's like seven foot tall and like kills horses by punching them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so he's, but he's if they'll get to it, the, yeah. If they'll get the to it, they'll get to it. Ended of him. Honestly, essentially, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> So he sounds so, cool, and I hope we get to him, but I, I don't think it, it might not be a thing they get to. I'm sure we're ready to jump into finding Egan himself, so I want to bring up one line that we that just happened in those scenes we just covered. I loved when Eamon was like having the one-on-one with Kristen Cole right before they actually make moves to find him, and he says, like, should they come looking for me? I intend to be found, yep. talking about being the next king. That was just a sick delivery, and it, this show is going to be so fun if there's a day when he is the king and like the yeah. head of the greens that'll be that just seems like my dream baby monk baby let's go he has a great quote line from the books too where like when they actually go to find Amond, they find him like in the training yard and he's like oh like is Aegon king or do we have to kneel and kiss the old horse cunny <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Just the word cunny, like C-U-N-N-Y, reading that in your head, like the first time I've ever heard that word in my life was so funny to me. I literally didn't know what you just said at first. I thought you said horse. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, so Eamon's great for some one-liners. Yeah, Eamon, baby monk, he's killing it. This is where I say I know the gist, but I don't know enough. Like my head, where this is going, was that 
like you're saying, Luke, like he was kind of bitching about like, I should be king. I'm the one who's ready. I'm the one who's prepared. I'm the one who should be doing this. I was thinking if Aegon was like killed or something, you know, in the search or maybe Aemon was going to kill him. Like I wasn't convinced that Aemon wasn't going to end up the king at the end of this episode or season. It would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a departure from his book character. Um, in that sense of like him expressing so outwardly that he thinks Aegon sucks and that he would be a better king. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, especially, I mean, at least at this point, but I think it, it also, it creates an even bigger sense of how loyal he actually is to the family that even though he's so not with it, he's still going to go with it because mm-hmm. it's kind of what's right. And like, that's kind of what his duty is as the second son. He has to kind of support his brother in that way, even if he doesn't want to. Right. Let's find so, yeah, that little we, rat. Where's he at? <laughs> so he is in the sept, I guess. I don't know if it yeah. has a name at this point. Um, but we find him. He's underneath the table that we saw Allison and Vernira yeah. pray at and almost kiss, I will yeah, say, yeah, in episode yeah. maybe two. Uh, and so they drag his ass out of there. And he made it seem like he was in on – like yeah, he almost yeah. kind of hired oh, yeah. Masaria to hide him. That's the way I took it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because he was what, like, "Where's what the an white ass worm?" Coffin went, you know, he's just sitting there coughing so they could hear where he is. I mean, come on, bro. He's laying out a high, play high and seek for once in your life, dude. But <laughs> I, t- I definitely took it like he was part of it, and he hired her, paid her to hide him until at least it died down, and then he wanted to get the hell out. Yeah, I mean, at that point, he could, well, they. I'm pretty sure because that this right now is Team Otto that finds him because he's like taking mm-hmm. to my mom, and they're not going to do that. So then he tries right. to run away, and I, and I like the line that either Eric or Eric, I believe it's <laughs> Eric says to him, like you flee what other men die seeking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like the entire story of game of Thrones is oh, everyone yeah. doing whatever it takes to get on the iron throne while this guy is just kind of running away from it, which on mm-hmm. one level I respect. I get yeah, it. That's he mean. obviously been is, saying it from the beginning. Man. Yeah. He obviously <laughs> is, is just a smack in his own way. All right. So now we get an interesting scene that I didn't <laughs> at first. I mean, granted, okay. I was definitely drunk, but, um, <laughs> We get Team Allison versus Team Otto outside mm-hmm. of the step, just in broad daylight. They're just yeah. Kingsguard are just Throwing swords down. out. Yeah, the princes are fucking fighting in the middle of the city. So we get um, Cole and Arik are fighting, and then Aemond and Aegon are kind of fighting. I like how Aegon's mm-hmm. like giggling and shit, yeah, and then yeah. like he gets the series of it and he fucking spits in Aemond's face. But uh, mm-hmm. eventually, we get that Team Allison wins. Well, I was saying too about the whole. Aegon and Aemon aren't close like I just remembered and obviously you guys are gonna say duh but the pig thing was totally Aegon like Aegon was probably a douche to him from the very start and he probably doesn't like him at all like we know that they're not close and he doesn't think he's fit to be king but he probably doesn't like him at all either so mm-hmm. and Aegon the other way around so yeah I mean we know that Aemon is the one that would destroy Aegon but uh, yeah then he spits in Aemon's face I was waiting for a little rage to come out I was like all right is it happening little psycho you know that would have been that would have been a little crazy i yeah. also too i think it's funny that he is so the guy who will eventually be king that a mm-hmm. lot of these people will go watch be you know get the crown and everything he's just yelling out like i don't want to be king like <laughs> yeah. i have no taste for duty i'm not suited for it and they're yeah. like oh this is gonna be the fucking guy that's our king yeah <laughs> yeah but obviously Kristen cole is not gonna let that happen because the queen awaits and we also see that eric slips away and that he yep. doesn't help Eric in the fight, which obviously comes into play a little later. So now we'll we'll move off of the race to find Aegon, unless anyone has an additional comment they want to make. 
Okay. Okay. Good to go. So we'll move technically back in time a little bit, but this is just what's happening in the Red Keep while they're out in the city trying to find this the smack. And so Otto is acting as the hand on the throne and is basically saying to all the lords that are present, lords and ladies that are present in the Red Keep, that they have to kneel to swear fealty. And mm. some do not. Some do not. Some do not. House fell, baby. I loved her. She was like, sorry, no. Yeah. A couple of people were like, even right in the beginning, the vibe was, is this guy serious? Like, wait, Well, what? you could tell. I mean, it was like probably 50-50, and then it started going boom, 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 as, yeah. Well, I'm just so proud of myself that I knew Lord Caswell by name in that spot because last episode, he was the only one who ra- who rode for Rhaenyra and greeted her and da- her and Damon when they showed up. R.I.P. the boy. Like, he, yeah. he, knelt, yeah. he knelt a little too late. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, I mean, he, well, he was fake nailing, so you can get the hell yeah, out. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but that's just like making it too nailing. obvious. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like you either got to do it immediately or you got to stay true to yourself and, right. and try to stand up like that. I didn't catch the original guy's name. It didn't show up in the subtitles or anything. And I didn't honestly feel like searching it out. So I don't know who that man was, but shout out to yeah. him as well, I guess. Yeah. I was like, these people are about to get dick on Tarly, baby. They just. <laughs> Yeah. Not bend the knee. That sucks. I think I would rather get dick on Tarleys than yeah. Than, oh than yeah. Hung, just like tossed off the fucking rafters in the red yeah. keep. But uh, yeah. but I guess we'll get there eventually. And also, I mean, Laris is watching while this is all happening, so he's obviously taking stock of who's slow to knee to kneel rather and all those kind of things. Otto's so, power trip right now. Like he wouldn't let anybody leave the council room earlier with a dead Beesberry right there. Yeah. Like, just ignore it for one second. We need to finish this. It's fucking yeah. crazy. And this scene, I'm like, fucking hate Otto so much. He actually is Luke getting more evil mm-hmm. than in the beginning when we were calling him evil. This is and true. He was drunk with power right now. I wanted to bring it up earlier, but I didn't think it was worth the discussion. I was going to say it's funny to me, or I guess ironic. I, re- I don't really know that what sends him on the evil path isn't even his own ambitions. And it was more the overhearing of the prophecy. But at the same time, it gets kind of undermined again in the small council room when there were plans. So he was ready to yeah. do something evil either way. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it is that it's this is his true colors coming out yeah. before he had to keep things on under wraps because Viserys was the king and had power. But mm-hmm. now that there is no power beyond pretty much himself and Allison, then he can now be who he's always wanted to be. Okay, well, let, let me just pause here, and I'm not going to do my hot take yet, but I'll just say it does involve Otto, and my take on Otto might be its own hot take. So just remind me that we got to talk about this towards the sure. end when we bring it up. Okay. Sounds good. I have another one as well. Okay, um, so I guess small thing about this scene is well, when they inter- end up interrogating Lord Caswell is that uh, Laris actually kind of offers Otto his services in the same way that he's done to Allison in the past. Because Otto asks him like, yeah, you and the queen are pretty close lately. And he was like, well, we could be the same thing, brother. So, <laughs> he said it in a cool way, though. I like how yeah, he worded yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. The time that we spend together <laughs> could benefit you as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder... Yeah, yeah, he we, might, he we might revoke that offer once he here. sees those things. <laughs> once Otto whips minds. those dogs out, and he's like, oh my God, put them away. <laughs> 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 so we get a, a very quick scene of Allison watching the Silent Sisters wrap up Viserys' body. I guess it's just kind of showing, humanizing her even more that she's actually sad about the fact that he's dead. Um, but the bigger thing is that we get, she then moves to have a conversation with Rainey's. So Rainey's mm. is locked in her chambers at this point, and they have 
they have quite the conversation here. There's a lot of good lines that are dropped here. And Rainey's, for me personally, continuing to climb the character rankings. She's just been fantastic this season. Mm-hmm. We do not rule. We guide the men who do gently. Rainey says like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) But in the preview at the end of episode eight for episode nine, we do hear her saying, have you never imagined yourself on the Iron Throne? But I only watched it once. And I always assumed that that was Allison saying it to Aegon as like, he's being a little bitch about not wanting to be on the throne. And Mm. then she's like, have you never imagined yourself? It's so clearly Rhaenys's voice as you watch it with her saying it. But Rhaenys is just just has the best head on her shoulder. She knows she would have been the best queen, just like Allison mm-hmm. said. And Rhaenys was shocked to hear it. But Rhaenys like, knows the game and is playing it well, but also knows like I didn't get the throne. I can't like wallow over it for the rest of my fucking life. But Allison actually kind of like has a line to the throne. She's like, have you never thought about it? Like, girl, you get your own power. What are you like? Yeah, just pull a Cersei. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying about is she queen regent, you know, like technically she could just be like, if that is how it works, she could just sit on the throne right now and be like, I'm queen regent. This seems pretty much when marry her son. I thought this all went how I kind of expected it to. But did you guys think that what Allison, when she was trying to like appeal to her, I don't know, emotions and like talk about the past. Was it genuine at all? Or was it her just being playing the game? Like, was any of that real? It's hard to tell with her. I'll be honest. It's very difficult. I I think the answer a lot of times with her is that it's both things. Because she herself is very internally conflicted. I think that's a goal that they've been trying to show with her of that. She gets, you know, she almost has spurts of where it's like you could see that she's kind of evil and like being a usurper and then other spurts of like, I guess, quote unquote, humanity where she's defending Rhaenyra and things like that. So I think it's just an extension again of her not fully being able to kind of drop, like just be like Otto and just be emotionless and just pure logic and reasoning and like just doing whatever it takes. I just don't think she's there yet. I mean, I just love the line that she says to Otto where it's like, I'm not weak because I'm not going to murder someone. That's a good line. And I would have bet money that from the episode where she slices Rhaenyra, like I thought from then on, she was just going to be straight bad. Yeah. So the fact that we had that turn after Rhaenyra's speech and at first I wasn't sure what her speech back was going to be. But when she seemed sincere, then I was like, all right, maybe we have a turn. But I think, um, Kyle, you fully nailed it. It's just a little bit of both. Yeah. Allison's main goal in this episode, Allison and Otto are on the same path. The only difference between the two is that Otto wants to murder all of Team Black yep, and Allison yep. wants to do whatever she can to get Rhaenyra to bend the mm-hmm. knee or whatever. And and this conversation with Rhaenys is like, if if she doesn't have your dragon, maybe she'll like fucking bend the knee and listen to it. And you know what I mean? Like one less dragon is one less reason to go to war. So Allison is genuine to Rainice in a way where the rapper, you yeah, know, genuine. genuine? <laughs> <laughs> that Donna, your cousin's genuine. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. But, um, but she's only genuine. I think she's only being genuine to Rainice because she's genuine about Rhaenyra. She wants to save Rhaenyra and appealing to Rhaenys is would help save Rhaenyra. So that's all, that's all I want to say. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's yeah, a that's perfect a way to transition to the next scene because that's what I want to bring up is how Allison and Otto talk about Rhaenyra. And Jimmy kind of said something about it already, so we're mm-hmm. I'm sure we're open to talking about this now. Um, I hate no. it the way that Otto shut up. I hate it the way that Otto. <laughs> 
tried to attack Alicent for saying that King Viserys wouldn't want his daughter murdered. He's like, oh, he wouldn't want it or you wouldn't like, why can't yeah. both be true, bro? Like what you think King Viserys was out here trying to murder his heir of 20 years who he loved. And that rubbed me the wrong way because that just felt like pure manipulation. And it wasn't even good manipulation by Otto. He's usually better than that. So I wanted to say. Yeah. And then he just backs down, which my thoughts was just he's, yeah, I'm going to back down in your face, but do my thing in the background, like always. Mm-hmm. No, the you look so much like your mother and her just rolling her eyes. I'm like, men, like, what the fuck are you talking about, Otto? <laughs> I mean, it's right after she's like, like, Kristen Cole's going to be Lord Commander of the Kingsguard and we ride at dawn. So get ready. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you look so much like your mother. It's like, dude, I'm leaving. Get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he loves his daughter. All right. He kind of at the. I mean, at, at that point, he is technically getting what he also wants, like Jimmy had said, and they also say in the scene. It's just the way they go about it. And I think that he's in the back of his head. He knows that eventually the Rhaenyra question can't be avoided. Right. Some point it'll come to a head, and the decision will need to be made. But maybe it's not right now. I guess he's right. kind of picking his battles in that way. And uh, I just like how. She says, Allison, I mean, this is just a power move in general, but she's like, we're going to fucking crown him with the Conqueror's crown. We're going to give him Blackfire. He's going to, you know, have these traditional symbols, rather, of Targaryen power. And that's just like, she just is right now. Like, she's now making these decisions. Like, she seemed, she was kind of waffling a little bit almost with Rhaenys. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is nice to see from her. And I'll finish the quote for Kathleen. It just says, as you wish. And that just, I feel like my dad would disinherit me if I didn't mention or shout out the Princess Bride. So shout out the Princess Bride for any Princess Bride fans out there. Um, <laughs> and now we can move into the, Kathleen's favorite scene. The most interesting scene, I guess you could say, in a way. <laughs> Is this um, in the books, Kyle? So I don't know if this like specific. I don't believe this like specific meeting type of thing is in the books, but I do believe it's rumored. And that's the thing, tough thing about the books is that a lot of it, like we've said multiple times and I'll say it forever that it's like multiple different sources are You're being saying, used yeah. to create Lush a narrative. About the feet. And one of them is saying that Laris had a foot fetish. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. He like is fetishizing the thing that is yeah. his right. Vehicle, right. So, and yeah, I'm so. using that information to write off. A lot of people are just saying like, this is weird. This is like season eight level of writing about this foot fetish thing. And it's just like, if it's, if it was mentioned even a little bit in the books, then they can go fuck themselves. Like that, that was yeah. true. Yeah. And it's also been a question. I feel like for a lot of people of what is he actually getting out of this relationship? And obviously <laughs> this isn't the answer that a lot of people were yeah. expecting. But, I mean, she's got nice feet. She's got nice feet. <laughs> he says after killing the Strong family, pretty much, that he's waiting for something to happen. Like, I'll be rewarded when it's time. Wink, wink. Like, I have this thing on you. You pretty much commanded me to do this, whether you are happy about it or not. I was not expecting the reward to turn into something like that. I'm thinking, you know, Littlefinger kind of stuff here. I mean, he does become the he's the heir for his family now that's he gets alive yeah Harren hall yeah he gets Harren hall but it's not like he's gonna go there so he's just in name the lord of Harren hall which you know similar to Littlefinger for a little bit but mm-hmm. 
I was expecting more that kind of stuff. Not like, oh, you know, every time I give you information, you're going to let me do a little thing to your feet. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely think it came off. Everybody thinks it came off weird as like a weird scene. But I would have loved the first request. That I want to see the words that. right out yeah. of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. I want to see. And if you're her, like, she's just like, OK, let me take my stockings off and show you my feet and look away. Like, she's Done. probably thinking that. <laughs> Right. Well, I saw this tweet. Hilarious. Like she's the originator of the the foot selfies, like only fans or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, if you're the queen, you're thinking, all right, I'm going to have to give him these lands or I'm going to have to do this or I'm going to do that. And he's just like, show me those feet, baby girl. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy. It's just. (laughs) Well, one what I mentioned earlier in this pod is how I loved in this episode, the subtle it's maybe word world building is not the right way to talk about it, but it kind of is of just the whole spy network. And whether you want to call it the little birds or the, the silk web that he calls it, which actually is great because of the silk yeah, alley or road, whatever the, the area is called. That's street of silk. Kyle. Yeah. Street of silk. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's all awesome. I love the way he was like describing it and the metaphors make it sound awesome. And I'm getting more and more confident about that random take I had earlier this season where he is truly just, going to create the first seat of master of whispers for the small councils, what I'm leaning towards. Um, and what eventually Varys takes over is going to be like, he's doing the legwork for it because we're going to talk about this next one or two scenes. I think Miss Arya is dead, right? Or she might yeah. not be dead, but she's definitely going to be thought of as being dead. Like there's going to be that, that vacuum of power in the spy network within King's Landing and he's definitely just going to step in and take it. And that seems like where his path's going. And that's awesome because like we keep making these parallels to little finger of Varys and he quite literally is the OG right. if it goes this way. So I love well, all she, this. She's the OG. Well, right, right. I mean, she doesn't actually work with the crown, but yeah, this is Miss Arya. Well, she works with the hand, but she's not going <laughs> to, he's going to be probably the first official titled spider, you know, but so he has a title yeah. right now. He, oh, right, he, he does right for now, her. He right now is, is the Lord Confessor. That's his title. Okay, he's basically and, just like the royal, the royal torturer. <laughs> uh, and one important thing, because Luke had mentioned the kind of the the web of silk or whatever the exact verbiage is, in that Helena is she's doing needlework and she's mm-hmm. making a spider, which I thought was oh, interesting. okay. She was also playing with the spiders in the other mm-hmm, in the, mm-hmm. one of the other episodes as well. So sure, it was silk that she was using too. Probably she's a member of the the royal family. She has silk to work with. Of course, to work with wool. The next thing we get is kind of somewhat of a quick succession of scenes, but basically, I like how they gave us like a a moody montage of like everyone like pondering, yeah, their lives (laughs) with like some like nice music in the background. Like Eamon's in front of the fire, and Allison's like worried, standing up, whatever in the corner, and then we get uh, Rainey's is doing the same thing. And then we get Eric. So Eric resurfaces mm-hmm. and he basically busts into Rainey's room and is like, we're going to get you out of here. And this is where we see Lord Caswell's unfortunately have, has been hung. Yeah. He is now dead. Mm-hmm. Um, we walk past Balerian skull. I thought it was nice that Rainey's has the little moment where she kind of steps or I'm sorry, stands there and ponders it for a little bit. And then we kind of get now Rainey's and Eric are moving through the city. They're trying to get to a boat. She is like, I got to get to Maylis. And he's like, you're never going to make it there. You got to get to the boat. Obviously, he's underestimating the queen who never was, our girl Rannies, because eventually in the end she gets there. Um, but they just kind of are getting now pushed towards the dragon pit for the coronation. All right. Let me ask you a question here. So this is Eric, right? Yes. 
Okay, so Eric is the one that was the, the sworn shield to Aegon, and he's the one that realizes, like, Aegon's not fit. He's awful. How does that equal getting Renice out? Is it just he wants to do the right thing to her? Or, like, because that doesn't really equal Aegon doesn't succeed to the throne. So well, is it? He's Team he's Black. Team Black. Yeah, he's yeah. Team Black, and so is she. So he's just Team Black, and I, well, you don't know if I guess you assume yeah. she is. but And I think, I mean, if you really break it down fully, him just showing up at Dragonstone, like they're not going to believe him that he's right. just like, oh, all of a sudden on the team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's right. part of like a, maybe not like a bar, not bargaining chip isn't the right word, but it's kind right. of like the, sh- like the show of goodwill, loyalty, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. All That's right. That I makes sense. It. Yeah. All yeah. right. I, if he thought that far, it's interesting that he didn't think far enough to not wear the most recognizable armor in the Seven Kingdoms, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it didn't even end up working out for him anyway. So. The smile on her face when she realizes that they're heading towards the dragon pit is great. I fucking yep. love her. Um, <laughs> so before we get to the actual coronation scene, we have Aegon and Allison traveling to the coronation, to the dragon pit. And they just have a very interesting conversation in this carriage that I figured we should talk about. You love me? He's just a dumbass, man. Imbecile. <laughs> imbecile. <laughs> but I, I mean, fucking imbecile. It's, she says to him, you're no son of mine at one point. Yeah. Which he deserved that at that moment. But it's obvious that she loves him. It's the mother and her son, but he, he's just everything about him. I, I, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Agreed. I'm interested in what you guys think about how before she shows him the dagger, he's all like, there's no, like he also doesn't believe her story. He's saying it's obviously just convenient because why wouldn't he have done this throughout the past 20 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just had you know more than enough opportunity to name me as heir and he hasn't. So Aegon's like, obviously, this is like some bullshit you concocted. And then she opens up the box with the dagger and his kind of like whole demeanor changes. It's like he yeah. gets like more serious and like he starts to believe it now. And I not that it stood out as a bad thing. It just stood out as interesting to me of like whether like what they were trying to convey with him changing like that. So this didn't really hit me until my second watch, but I think they actually did a really, really good job of slowly showing that character development from this carriage scene until he's raising fist pumping with the Valyrian steel sword as king like that was a believable transition because of these little moments when he's like mom don't fuck with me like is this really happening yeah and even then he still doesn't believe it like he's walking under the sword says he's walking right, in you can right. see like he's like i don't know if this is happening he's 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 all serious which is good because it's starting a transition and then when he starts hearing the claps he's like okay okay and then he's just like oh fuck yeah like let's run through <laughs> a goddamn wall so yeah. i think that was part of it it really it really plays back well the second time when you take in like where he's going to end up and how he accepts being king from just denying it to Aemon in the streets of king's landing so i think that's just where they were going with it well, I just thought that the cat's ball dagger was something he watched his dad have as king for so long that he had it in his hands. It's now his. And he's like, fuck. OK, yeah, like, just a real yeah. moment. I'm jumping on that one, Kathleen. Like, I don't think he ever accepts that his dad actually said that my thing. And it might be a mixture of what you and Luke are saying. My thing was just like, oh, I got a sour puss on my face. Like, I don't want to be king, whatever. And then he sees the cat's paw and he's like, oh, well, this is pretty sweet. Like, this yeah. thing's pretty cool. You know, and then <laughs> okay. he starts to, and like, honestly, that's the way I took it. And then goes under the swords. He's still not happy, still not happy. And then he starts hearing the, the cheers. And I, I'm taking it honestly, like, he's just like, this is sweet. Like, I'm going to have mm-hmm. power. I'm going to be the king. Not I deserve it. I still don't think he thinks that. I, I think he's more like, 
all right, let, that's cool. Like, they like me. They love me. All right. Because I'm going more on his character. Like, I don't see character development. I just see that he's just like, he likes the adrenaline rush of certain things. And I just think that the power is going to be what makes him want to just continue on with it. Yeah, I guess it's just interesting for me because of they're doing this stuff with the dagger that is invented. Yeah. Um, because I could see it like in the books and obviously it's different from the books, but like that would be the reaction you would get to like the, like the sword black fire because it'll be a thing and they might end up doing it in the show too, but it's mentioned multiple times in the book of like Aegon was the king who bore the sword. So like he had black fire. So that's why like, that's just another layer of why people were going to be team green. Cause it's like obvious, like, okay, like, and I, like Allison had said, she's going to get, you know, the conqueror's crown. He's going to get black fire, these traditional symbols of Targaryen power. I guess for me personally, that's just the, the one negative or the negative in general of being a book fan of things like this when you make adaptations is that you kind of put too much stock sometimes into the way it would have happened in the books mm-hmm. versus what how it actually happens in the show. Right. Yeah, we can now move into the actual coronation of Aegon. We get King Aegon II, and it's taking place in the Dragon Pit. And I think it's it's funny because in the books, they literally say like they picked the Dragon Pit because it's easily defendable to dragon attacks. Like it, anticipating that team black might engage in a surprise attack and like mess up the coronation. But it's just funny that it literally it's it still gets attacked. Yeah, yeah. It literally comes from underneath and that's how they get attacked, which is just, I thought that's kind of like a funny little, not like a nod to the books, but I, I took it that way, which is kind of good. But um, it takes a little bit. I feel like for the small folk to kind of get on Aegon's side, we're doing all these rituals and things are happening and they've everyone that's kind of there has been forced to be there a little bit. But then they slowly start to clap. And as other people clap, they all start clapping. And then we get the cheers and cheers and cheers. Um, so I thought that was well done of like telling that story through the way the crowd reacts. Eamon's nod was my favorite thing of the episode, I think. He barely moves his head. It mm-hmm. is like the most painful. Like, like <laughs> it's so crazy. Kathleen's moving and her Helena, head a millimeter for everyone Helena listening. Helena didn't want to either. Helena was like, "Well, that's what I was saying." Yeah, she actually looks <laughs> like she turns the opposite way at one point. Yeah, and then gives like a little curtsy thing. Yeah, but the absolute happiest dude in there was Otto. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Otto was loving it, dude. He was. <laughs> just, oh my god! Everything he's worked for, dude. It was his moment, not Aegon's moment in his eyes. Aegon's a piece oh. of shit. I was going to say that again. Is this <laughs> open for what, the whole what ending? You... Are we still waiting on? I know. I mean, everything. Look it up. Because maybe it's recency bias, but I thought this was an all-time scene of Game of Thrones, not just at House of the Dragon. I was ecstatic when Rhaenys came out the way she did, and the scream by her dragon was like, I'm, I think I just gave myself chills right now. Just thinking about <laughs> it. it was so freaking good. Like, she is, Rhaenys is. I think she's my second favorite um, team black player now. Ever since I shit talk her, man, she's she hurt me. And then she just I knew, I knew it was going to come episode, back around, dude. It's insane. <laughs> like I was so wrong. Like she is one of my favorite characters of this entire show. She just gets shit done. And some people are freaking out online about it being like a plot hole that she didn't just Dracarys them all right there. But yeah. the more you read about it, the more you really think about it, she never really was the one that's going to come out here and murder. Half she's partially related to some of these people, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Viserys' kids, and she's yeah. related. Yeah, I think they're they're, they're her second cousins, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So she's not going to murder her family. Um, and a big part of it too is that it's powerful 
enough that she says like you guys do not have a grip on the throne as much as you did like you see what i just did in five seconds like i'm gonna come back here with damon (laughs) and rhaenyra freaking day ray and we're gonna about to we're about to show you guys like it was so powerful to me and i just love the scream because allison closes her eyes like i'm about to die and then it just screams oh my god it was so good i love rainy's my hot take my real hot take besides that i was voting for Kristen cole for a second is that how do dragons know how to do anything? How did she say, all right, we're going to go. We're just going to burst up. We're going to scream a little. Don't <laughs> you can only kill. The well, there's probably like a taunt thing. She could probably, she have, probably has like she, a, a language to I taunt know, them. With High Valerian, they, do, but. they do show her like bend down and say something after the roar. And then, and then she flies out. So, I mean, and we've seen them give commands yeah, to the dragons yeah. before. I know, but. So you're just you're just a liar. You just made that up. My, no, no. My hot take is that dragons could never aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the hot take, Kathleen. Quite the hot take. How dare you? Yeah, right. I think, you, well, then where did they come from in the books and everything? <laughs> my hot take is going to be that she would totally die doing that. No, just b- well, buried in blasting through she the, would, the. She the would the totally roof. die yeah. doing that. She would that eat was, so much concrete. Yeah, like what? I feel like the CGI I, I guess we would see it, but would have went up. Like, did Maylie's go head first? Like, was it just like straight up? And Rainey's was just like, yo. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully, know. it went head first, and then like little little <laughs> this kind of deal, yeah. like through head first, and then the neck, and then she kind of just glides through the the yeah. rubble. And I mean, like, it's granted. Kat- Kathleen is on the side that dragons aren't real. I guess technically they are not. So <laughs> yeah. there's some level of belief you have to suspend, but that just yes. Made, and, he, it, and the first time watching it was like, oh my god, like crazy. Yeah. Then, so maybe she only sure. had to stand up and jump, and one of the wings could cover Rainy's <laughs> while the Holy other shit. one. Are they flexible like that? Like they can go yeah. reverse. Oh hell yeah! yeah. They do whatever they want with their wings. I mean, I They're real, they man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. We want <laughs> the director's up. cut. You know what I was thinking? The physics explained to me. I was thinking this in one of the other episodes. This was Vagar when the show's aiming taking Vagar. So, and we know that Vagar has the the history. They show like these the holes in the wings, you know. And I just think mm-hmm. in my head, like, how many of those holes can they take before their wings <laughs> don't work anymore? <laughs> Thinking a little yeah. midnight mass right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> it was actually like seriously. I also think that it would have looked better. Like it didn't look great when Maylie's flew through the door. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, she looked way too big for that hole. Yeah, and like, and then it kind of CGI'd her through, and then it yeah, squeezed yeah. open. And I was actually gonna make that argument because I was like, well, it's the dragon pit, so it should be able to leave, right? But. Yeah. If you're thinking about it believability wise, it should be able to leave. But I think the CGI just kind of looked weird where it was like squeeze, 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 and now expand. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it would have been cool if she just like burned a Burst hole. The, oh, okay. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Because you know, getting the fire is cool. I want some fire as well, but maybe that's not in the CGI budget. I would have liked. Yeah. You know, the hot take? Rainey's hair would never stay. Exactly. <laughs> she looks fantastic after that. She just oh should have been bald after season one. So yeah, yeah. The armor is sick though. I'm, the I'm, can't so wait sick. for us. How she have time to put that on, dude? To get more like armor because everyone's gonna actually, you know, at some point don the suit and mail and shit, and it's it's gonna be. Damon's sick. armor was badass yeah. early and in the season. Rhaenyra oh has like gosh. famous armor too. It's gonna be cool. Nice. I like that. 
Yeah. Can't wait to see so, Rhaenyra actually fight. I've only, we've only ever seen her like she's sick on a dragon. We know that, but I want to see her. Like, I don't know if she's fight. supposed to be able to, though, to be honest. Like, I don't know if we will see much of her like hand to hand fighting. Danny couldn't hand to hand, but she could get on a dragon and fuck people up. Yeah. Oh, you well, know? that's what you mean. Like fighting that way. Yeah. Oh, I thought like, you meant like I want to see a sword fight. Oh, okay. like Arya, yeah. not like Arya. No, yeah, no, right. no, 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 right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, she'll be like dragon Danny. fighting. Yeah. And also, another one complaint that people book readers had had about this scene was that beyond the level of believability shit is that it's so we've talked about the fact that Aegon's uh, dragon is Sunfire. We've called it the most beautiful dragon in the world. So at this, after his coronation, he like rides Sunfire around King's Landing and then like lands him in the red keep and then like struts onto the iron throne and then like all the lords and attendants like kneel and swear fealty. Oh, that's like, the that's that, the book. Yeah, that's the way it happens in the book. And oh, that would have been sick. Yeah. But again, I mean, I, I think it wasn't maybe the exact story they want to tell. The CGI well, book is next that. episode. We all yeah, know that. that's fair. Did, that's do fair. they actually explain in the books as much as we've seen in the show, like what type of person he is, Aegon? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not as like is the show like it's tough because it's it so up? much more in your face in the show when you're right, actually right. seeing it versus the book like kind of offhand mentioning like the 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 kid fight club the Spartacus pits is like talked about in the books okay, okay. And, but it's it's written off that like oh that's just mushroom being mushroom like there's no way that's true oh okay right yeah, so like so the actual the official it, story just, yeah right yeah the official story ends up being that he is was like found in bed with some like rich wealthy merchant paramour chick that he was banging which is like i guess it's more obviously more respectable but it is known that like they couldn't find him because he was just drunk fucking right. someone it's like the official story that right, they could right, come right. up with that's the lie so you know that the truth is actually worse than that uh let's just jump in here because i know we're gonna lose kathleen soon we're pretty much at the end so we can keep discussing yep. even when she leaves but i do want to get your mvp and lvp because you have been saying your hot takes do you have any other hot takes or you're good there and you just want to no i've said 10 so i'm fine <laughs> but, um... those are just takes at that point they're just <laughs> yeah, her yeah. takes um yeah literally all of my hot takes are just takes dragons they're, they're aren't fine. real yeah. my um, last kingdom hot takes were awful man i i gave it a hot take and you guys were like that's the coolest take I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> Ice cold, baby. Ice cold. Um, I'll let you know. Yeah. I, it's, it's the best being the first to go because I mm -hmm. can be the one to say Rainey's MVP. Love yeah. it. Um, yeah. Allison, a number two. I just think her acting is always. Well, what the fuck? There. You're going to take two of them and build yeah. my top two? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, and then my that. LVP, I have like seven. So wait, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's Sir Kristen Cole. For the fourth episode in a row. I don't think he's the LVP, but no, I think I'm he would be my you, backup. I'm going to give you guys the good LVP. So um, peace. You're out. Drop the mic. I got to go. Yeah. But um, assume one of you guys are going to say, you know, his, you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, get out of here, say though. Yeah. All right. Get out of here. I miss you guys already, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> See ya later. later. <laughs> See ya. All right, now god, that she's gone. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Rainey's, I said it, is now my second favorite character on in Team Black, and she jumped Rhaenyra for me. And it would have probably played well before Kathleen walked out because I know she would defend against that and make it hot. I, you guys might agree or not. I only have Damon above her because Damon's the goat. So do you guys is that is that super hot or is that kind of you know a little no. warm? No. 
I don't think that's that's that hot because really, like, who's the major players of Team Black at this point that we can? Well, I mean specifically yeah. about jumping Rhaenyra. I mean, maybe like, not. do you oh, like Rhaenyra no. or Rhaenys better? Oh no, I would probably go Rhaenys too. Actually, at this point, okay, yeah, it's no. close. Mm, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's close. Tough, though, I guess. Because when you only have so much screen time and it's all good shit, like yeah. it's easier when you're like a little bit of a side, like a major side character, versus the main character, we're able to see more flaws and mistakes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd probably still rock with Rhaenyra for now. It's close, it but it's close enough where it's not a hot take. So we are back to your two hot takes. Did you do a top and a bottom? I don't think you did. No, I do. I was going to do that last, I guess. But do should I just go through all of it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kathleen did, so I might as well, right? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> sucks to follow Kathleen because I'm basically going to say the same freaking answers. I'll expand <laughs> a little bit on my LVP, but my MVP was Rainey's. Like, yeah. get out of here with that end scene. It was just, it was just amazing and. I loved everything about it. And she's going to be a badass just fighting with her dragon for team black going forward for LVP. I also say Sir Kristen Cole, cause fuck that guy and mm-hmm. his mother and his grandmother and all of them <laughs> bird that guy. Uh, I almost want to say that he is pretty much entered the category of, I am begging for a gruesome death for him. Basically with Joffrey, Littlefinger, and Ramsey Bolton. Like I hate him so much Mm-hmm. that he's on that level where he better not make it out of this series without like a horrible death. And I think there's a really good chance that it's going to be Rhaenyra that gives it to him because he hates her so much that right, that could right. be a very, very sat- satisfying moment in the back season. So that's my LVP. I have a that feeling just, they're going to build that. Yeah. That's for just a long time too of when we talk about the spider stuff with Helena doing the embroidery hoop and, and the, the silk, the web of silk and things like that. And that Christian Cole also calls Rhaenyra a spider, which I thought is interesting. Mm, okay. I just reminded me of it. So probably not an important thing, but I got to just shoot from the hip out there. James, would you like to go next? Yeah, I'm going to go with some of my backups here. Um, like you said, Luke, Rainey's, but um, I'm going Eamon as my W, my MVP, just because Baby Monk, like he's killing it as Eamon. I just really think that this is a character that I'm really invested in. And I'm excited to see where he goes. I've said this a million times on the pod. I know the gist. And sadly enough, I know the end. So that's part of the gist. And and just like I don't know any of the middle. So I'm really excited to see what the middle is for for Eamon. Um I'm invested because he's baby monk and I, I just really like the parallels between him and Aegon and how that whole relationship is going to go from this moment forward. He killed it during the intimidation speech and that nod Kathleen brought up. That was a millimeter, like killing it again. I'm just really excited <laughs> to see more of him. And of course, I'm going aiming with the W, the MVP and my LVP is going to be Aegon here. I, I think this is more from my binge too, like just with this binge, I watched like three of them today leading up to the nine. So I watched seven, eight, nine in a row and just going from the Homelander on the roof scene all the way to the child pit kids thing. It's just like this guy. No, thank you. And I, I really don't like him at all. And I just think that he doesn't have any redeeming qualities and not. And it might be skewed in my head from this binge, like maybe you know, I'm seeing it in a skewed way. I'm just like, I don't like this guy. So the whole scene with cat's paw and stuff, like where it could be a little bit of a redeeming thing. And I'm just like, nah, dude, this guy just wants the power. It could be that. But for me, LVP is Aegon. I want to jump right off the back of that too, because obviously everybody hates Aegon or else, you know, right. 
you got some issues. But <laughs> yeah, right. I will say, though, that this final scene, like this whole montage of him eventually accepting the king role, he is by far the most interesting he's ever been because of that last five minutes of this episode. So I'm now kind of excited to see what they do with him, too. Versus okay. before, I was like, oh, this guy's on the screen again. So, yeah, right. We're getting better. Yeah, he's good. He's going to become a really good character. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So my hot take is going to be that Eamon kind of came off as a whiny baby a little bit this episode, I will say. The things he's saying ends up being cool because it's just him describing how cool he is. But it's was kind of like, all right, dude, like we he's just like kind of whining to Kristen Cole that like they have to find Aegon and that he sh- he's better suited to it. I don't know why. To me, it just kind of came off as like I said, you're kind of being a little whiny bitch. And my MVP. Hmm. I'm too biased to agree with that, by the way. Yeah, oh, I know you are. Know. Yeah. Well, that's why it's, I, I didn't think you both are. I just so gave my MVP, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So Put the blinders you're, you're, on for Aegon, and you can do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least my takes are legitimately hot. Um, yeah. I forgot then, to do mine, so I'll go after you too. Okay. And my top will be, I'll go, since Kathleen got two, I'm going to take it a step <laughs> farther and go three, and I'll just take, like, Team Black loyalists in a way so i'll I'll lump in sir howard westerling lord beesbury and lord caswell and i guess lady fell as well just people that stood up for something you know what they believe in even though the consequences were dire i respect it i thought they came off very well this episode and lvp is going to be and i'll try to avoid again everyone so my lvp will be i can't say missaria because she was fighting for the she was fighting for the little guy, even though her accent is just awful. It's so <laughs> awful. I want to vote her LVP every time, but she was actually doing good things this episode. So I will say, yes, Larry's the club foot because yeah. now the world knows about his foot fetish and that's probably not fun for him. <laughs> he doesn't want that to be known, man. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like <laughs> it. So he'll be my LVP. All right, let's go hot rant here. I guess it's more of like a rant slash question, and you guys can let me know what parts of it are hot and and what's not and whatever. But I'm pretty sure this is going to be pretty hot to you guys just because of how we've been talking this entire episode about Otto. And my take on Otto, like you were saying, Luke, you were going evil with him for a long time. Um, I always took Otto as almost like a Stannis kind of character where he's, you know, he's hand of the king. He's trying to do what's right for the realm. And he does have the bias towards his family. But I didn't really take it as like evil bias. I just I honestly took it as like Stannis with a little bias for like a a while, you know? Oh, and I was on a campaign against Kathleen for the first half of this podcast saying the same thing. Okay, I finally got her to admit because I totally agree with you. Otto is not. He didn't even I even went as far to say, like, he definitely did not deserve to get his hand of the king status revoked when Viserys did it. Right. Because he wasn't wrong and he did what he thought was right. And it just so happened that Viserys took offense to it. And it's and it could have been, you know, (laughs) Kyle, I like Kyle's face (laughs) here. So. All right. So my hot take here then is I guess maybe it's not. But he, he says that. Hot question. <laughs> he says that what they're doing, they're going to kill Renera and they're going to kill Damon and they're going to get rid of Team Black. It's for the good of the realm. He does say it's for the good of the family, but he's trying to say it's for the good of the realm. You know, the realm will burn if we don't 
quote unquote, make sure Aegon's the king and Team Black is off the face of the earth. If I'm Otto and he is and to me, he has been Stannis, right? He has been fully Stannis, like to the good of the realm. I would have thought that he would consider getting rid of Aegon. And putting Aemon on the throne because Aegon has been so bad and he knows it and Allison knows it and they talk about it and it's just so blatant that he doesn't want to be the king and he's a child and he's just childish and he's Ethelred, you know, from the mm-hmm. last kingdom. I would think that not that he would do it blatantly in front of Allison, but off to the side, get rid of Aegon for the good of the realm and make it be Aemon. And it's still, if you want to go with him being evil and it's, it's, he's biased towards his family, it's still his grandson. So I guess my opinion on that is just that, um, I think there's such a huge jump between being super freaking ambitious to the point where you'll kill somebody to super ambitious to the point where you'll kill family. And I think that's the same exact thing where I'm defending Rhaenys's decision not to murder the greens because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it's the same thing like it's such a jump to hit that level of evil basically lara strong or ramsey bolton level of evil right and i don't think Otto is there he actually is on the trajectory to get there though and i think that maybe in the future he will be but as of right now i think that's the only reason he doesn't because it makes so much sense on paper just to kill Aegon, like you're saying or let right. him take a boat to essos and then aemon's there we're all good for yeah, team greenside it- you're completely right when it comes to he doesn't have to kill him. He could have just let Aegon do whatever the hell he wanted and disappear, similar to Rhaenyra's mm-hmm. ex-husband. But yeah, that that's kind of where I was going, where it's like <laughs> you're saying it's for the good of the realm to have Aegon succeed just because, you know, war will happen. So get rid of Rhaenyra, get rid of Team Black, and then everyone will accept Aegon. But it's not for the good of the realm if Aegon becomes king because... Well, you're hoping that you can advise him, but it could be another Joffrey and he should kind of know that, I would think. But I guess it's one hand or the other. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. But that was, well, that was fair. where I was going with that. Joffrey won't be born for another 170 years. Yeah, so. yeah I'm just saying like he should, <laughs> just he, should, he should know that, that this yeah. king would suck. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's an absolutely classic Crusader Kings situation we've got going on here where the second born son is like, you know, the genius with all of the martial skill and he's, mm. you know, studious and he's in the sense that people like him and all this kind of shit. And he's obviously the better option. So then you either got to try to kill your son or figure out some way to get him out of the picture. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a big thing too is that Otto is infinitely more anti Damon. Than he is anti Rhaenyra. Mm, okay. So I yeah. think that and that, that it, goes it, back. Yeah. In his head, it's if Rhaenyra becomes queen, it's really Damon who will be the actual king. He'll actually be the one that sits the throne. And I think in his head, anyone is better than Damon. I don't think I don't know if Otto's even doing the calculus of Aemon versus Aegon. I think he's doing the calculus of Damon versus Aegon. Okay. And then also the bias of my own grandson. Also that as well, yeah. Right, I mean, Aegon's right. still yeah, that, fairly that's, young. That's pretty true. That's a good point because I feel like it's get your house on on the throne, then worry about who's leading. Versus, yeah. you're right, you're right. Yeah. That's a that's a good way to think it. Think about okay. it. Okay, you took my hotness away then. <laughs> no, it was hot because it was worth yeah. asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good cool. conversation to have. Yeah. All right, so that is We're going good. to wrap up. Yeah, the penultimate episode of season one which is insane to think mm-hmm. about that we're already nine episodes down uh we'll be back for the finale i'm assuming the same squad will be the four of us Oh, i'm back baby yeah so jimmy will be a full-time player 
um, we're going to try, well, I think we're all going to try to watch together and then podcast in person too. Mm-hmm. So maybe we won't be having these pauses and stepping over each other and, and things like that. Maybe we'll work yeah. out the kinks in the week leading up. Um, we're still trying to gel this new squad. And <laughs> but in the meantime, before the finale comes out for Game of Thrones, we've got a ton of other shows we're covering right now. I think we're, we're four, right? Active shows. Mm-hmm. So we got what? Rick and Morty, Vampire Academy, and Midnight Club. Mm-hmm. We're all coming out at this very moment. So if you're liking what you're hearing here, we're doing the same thing for a bunch of other current hot shows that are coming out. Uh, Midnight Club has been, I mean, you guys feel like you guys have been really liking that TV show and mm-hmm. the episodes have been oh, doing yeah. well. It's cool. Vampire Academy as well. We've had a lot of great engagement, it feels like, with yes, we listeners and fans through Vampire Academy. So if you want to have like a nice online community of a show you watch, Vampire Academy seems like a great option for you. Um and then we also have covered a million shows. So whatever you're listening on right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you're watching our beautiful faces on YouTube, um, subscribe. You'll get all of the updates. You can go back and look through our entire category or catalog, rather, and find, I'm sure, at least two or three shows even that you like and even like to listen to. Um, you can follow us on social medias. Everything is at Benchtown TV. We do have, if you're feeling extra, extra, extra generous, I want to throw us some dragons. Um patreon.com slash bingetown tv if you want to support us in that way and i think that that's it right james that's it nothing else coming down the pipe yeah no we're good to go all right sounds good sounds like a plan and it was a it was fantastic to have you jim oh i'm happy to be back i mean game of thrones is one of the main things we've always wanted to podcast on and i was so upset i was missing out so i'm glad (laughs) i I was able to jump in now i mean the finale is going to be insane so that's yeah. really the episode to get on so it was nice to get this warm-up episode for you yeah. and then the finale episode will hit the ground running for sure and it's gonna be team cool. black baby yeah team black it's gonna be cool to watch together and we should try to pod in person too if we can yeah, mm-hmm. for sure all right that's all she wrote later all right later you're listening to the geekscape network